It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here's Donald. Carry it out. Deep ball. Separation. Caught. Robbie Anderson. Goodbye. Touchdown, Jets. The whole NFL is watching. A fourth and ten. And here they come. Make this pass. It's intercepted by Mosley. Bell breaks a tackle. Bell trying to go all the way. Le'Veon Bell. Touchdown. Big return for Crowder. And he's going to go all the way. Touchdown. 85 yards. Looking downfield. Fires this one. And intercepted at the 34. Jamal Adams goes down on the ground and takes it away. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. Welcome to Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we are recapping day number seven at New York Jets training camp with, of course, the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And, of course, above all of that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris Two cups of coffee in the morning, six big bottles of water just to make sure you're properly hydrated while practice is going on. A lot of liquids moving through your system, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to gotta have the coffee in the morning just to, to get me going. And then, uh, you know, and while I'm sitting out there in the heat, I got to just keep chugging water. Uh, yeah, it, it causes a little bit of a problem by the time practice is ending. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do to survive out there in the heat. If you don't know Chris Nimbley, you don't know how bad his ADD is. So picture somebody with major ADD with two huge cups of coffee filled with caffeine in them. And that's what you're dealing with early in the morning. Hopping and jumping and ready to go. And that is why he is alert and has keen observations on practice every single day training camp including the return of Jamison Crowder there was a scare the other day when he came out and people were wondering the extent of the injury on his foot turns out he was fine he was back at practice today and he picked up right where he left off yeah uh, it, it was such a minor injury that he didn't even miss a, a, a single practice um, obviously we talked about it the uh, the other day. He kind of uh, slightly hobbled off the field. Uh, Gase didn't seem too concerned, and that's and now we know why. It, it, they didn't think it was anything major, but they went through the routine and had him take the test anyway just to make sure they don't want to have him back out there, obviously, if there was something small. Uh, he was cleared yesterday, and then he was ready to start practice today, and he was great again. And he, he's probably been the star of training camp, to be honest. Uh, he's just making plays all over the field. He's, you know, sitting there running these short little routes worth six, seven yards, getting the ball, turning upfield. He's beating people deep. He's hitting them the outside, uh, up by the sidelines, making plays. He's running the, uh, routes with Robbie Anderson, doing a little bit of a rub action. Defense is going to say it was a pick. Uh, the rest disagreed, though. Uh, and then that freed up Crowder to catch a touchdown in the red zone. Uh, he's just making plays all over the field. And you can just tell how comfortable Sam Darnold is with him already. Um, you know, he's he's like a security blanket for Darnold, but he's also got the ability to be a big play guy and to – rack up those yak uh you know yards after the catch 
uh, so he can do that. But if if it seems like whenever Sam's like, I got nothing, I got nothing, I got nothing, he just turns and finds Crowder and just like, all right, well, I'm throwing it to you anyway. And he's making a catch and making a play. Chris, this is precisely why I thought he'd be such a good fit in Adam Gase's offense. I watched him a ton at Washington when I was living in the DMV area, and I loved what I saw. Just a lot that he brings to the table that I think is going to be very beneficial, not only to Adam Gase, but obviously to Sam Darnold. And we're already starting to see how comfortable Darnold is becoming with Jamison Crowder. You can say what you want to about Scott McLuhan. You want to talk about a hit rate. That guy's hit rate in the draft is right there at the top. He knows talent. He personally selected Jamison Crowder when he was with the Redskins. Guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, uh, you know, and I, I, I saw that. Identified it right away because I, I forget which games it was. I, I don't obviously watch a ton of Duke football, but I, I did manage to catch a couple of uh, games the year before he came out, and I, and I was just blown away by the kid. I was like, this, he's going to be really good. And I was uh, talking about how the Jets should try to go after him, and then obviously Washington went drafted him with McLuhan. And you saw what he did, especially that first and second year with uh, Washington, Kirk Cousins there. He had some injury issues, uh, and the offense kind of changed a little bit. So his numbers fell off a little bit. But like you just said, with Adam Gase, the way he uses slot receivers, with Sam Darnold and his ability to get him the ball, he's just a perfect fit for this offense, and it's going to He's going to be very, very much needed with the with this group because he can make plays all over the field and he can really hurt defenses. While sports can bring us so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress. And that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax, and get decent sleep. Sunday Scaries was launched in 2017 by two best friends and business partners, Bo Schmidt and Mike Sill. They operated a full-service bar with 50 employees and were always exhausted. They tried all kinds of products, but they didn't work. Then they started experimenting with CBD. They loved the effects and regained control of their days and nights, but they wanted better CBD products. So what they did for themselves was specially formulate CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that were super consumable, easy to take on the go, and effective. Long story short, their specially formulated CBD products and vitamins helped relieve the overwhelming angst they felt on a daily basis. So in July 2017, they named the company Sunday Scaries and began sharing their products with friends and launched their online store at sundayscaries.com. With tens of thousands of customers, monthly subscribers, and a 100% money-back guarantee, Sunday Scaries has always been on a mission to transform a worrisome nation into a chill one. And right now, we have a bonus for you. Get 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Again, 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Hopefully all of this translates into tremendous chemistry on the field between Crowder and Darnold when the regular season gets going. And Darnold took another step in the direction of showing people that he's ready to take that leap in year two. A big day for the second-year quarterback, and he wasn't the only one playing the position today who had himself a nice day. Yeah, this was probably the best practice we've seen from Darnold uh, so far this camp. Uh, Trevor Simeon definitely had his best day of the camp. Uh, he he looked really good today. Touchdown pass uh, to Blau Powell. 
He had another couple of touchdown passes later, but it was all about Sam Darnold today. It's funny. The first play of practice uh, was a handoff, and he turned the wrong way, and the ha- the play got messed up. And Gay said after practice, he said, you know, I saw that and was like, all right, he's going to lock in now. We're set for a good practice. And Darnold went out there and gave them exactly that. The the one slight hiccup he had the rest of the day was on a deep pass, a 50-plus yarder to Robbie Anderson. It was just a little bit of uh, just like inches of an overthrow. And honestly, that probably still would have been caught if Robbie wasn't looking directly into the sun o- over his shoulder when he tried to make the catch. Uh, but otherwise, it, he was just putting the ball exactly where it needed to be, whether it was Crowder, whether it was Quincy, whether it was to Robbie Anderson. Uh, he was making plays with his feet. Obviously, he made a, a bunch of throws where he was flushed out of the pocket and he was rolling uh, to his right and to his left. Uh, Gase talked about it. He, do- he doesn't know if he's ever seen somebody throw a football as well as Sam Darnold when he- they're rolling to their, you know, their weak hand side. Uh, his ability to still square up his shoulders and turn that football loose and uh, spin it perfectly is is crazy. And he had one play where he was rolling out to his right. Uh, Brian Poole had uh, Robbie Anderson completely covered, had him locked up. Sam started running like he was going to take off with the ball, got Brian Poole to commit and uh, run towards him, and then just immediately Sam hit the brakes and just dumped the ball right over Poole for uh, a nice uh, 15, 20-yard reception for Robbie Anderson. Uh, He was just great today. Every single thing he did was just exactly on the money. Uh, he was dealing with a little bit of pressure, just able to move the pocket, get out, and still make plays. And it, it was definitely fun to watch. It was a, a, a good thing to see. More news on the quarterback front. Some movement as far as the third string battle goes. Yeah, Luke Falk took uh, some reps ahead of Davis Webb today. Uh, I don't know if I could say too much about movement there. Uh Sometimes this happens, but they really also just split the reps at, during this thing. Uh, it was one of those things where they were basically just saying, you know, uh, I think Darnold got a four or five reps and then, uh, Simeon got four or five reps and, uh, then they split, uh, with, uh, Falk getting two and then Davis Webb getting two. Um, but Falk has looked better than Davis Webb so far. He's just more comfortable, a better a familiarity with the system. Uh, Davis Webb did have a really nice pass to uh, Tim White today for a touchdown, but Falk has looked a little bit better and he definitely seems to have the edge over Davis Webb for that third spot if the Jets even keep three quarterbacks this year. Hey guys, this is Greg Peterson, host of the podcast Hooping with Hoops. Despite the fact that college basketball is in the offseason, it's never too early to get a jump start on taking a look at these teams because there is now 357 of them for the upcoming 2020-2021 college basketball season. I'm going to give you guys a deep dive on every last one of them, keep up with all the transfers in college basketball, and so much more. You are able to subscribe to Hooping with Hoops on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Rough time for Jonathan Harrison today. Some botched snaps. Showing signs of our old friend Spencer Long. Yeah, I, I won't, wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far at all. Uh, it was not, nothing like Spencer Long. There was a couple of 
couple of hiccups there, but it's nothing too too much to get worried about. Uh, and it's definitely nothing consistent like Spencer Long. I, I I saw a lot of it with Spencer Long. I would not be concerned with Jonathan Harrison with the snapping there. Oh, we'll have to see about his blocking afterwards and how he can hold up there. But he he is not. I, it's easy to go for the joke there, but he is not even close to approaching Spencer Long levels of dysfunction when it comes to snapping. There was a special guest that practiced today. Keyshawn Johnson, yeah, he was there on the sidelines. Uh, didn't didn't hear him screaming about just throwing the damn ball or anything along those lines, but he was out there enjoying the practice, soaking it all in. So it's all it's always fun to see some of these, you know, the old guys guys come back and just uh, watch practice and see uh, what's going on. It's a shame you guys didn't get a chance to talk to him because I would have loved to have heard what he'd have thought about the opportunity to have played with somebody like Sam Darnold in his prime and certainly a guy who is a fellow USC alum. Yeah, yeah, I, I got to think that Keyshawn uh, probably watched Sam Darnold today and was like, hey, you know, I could have used a quarterback like this when I was here. That, that might have helped. Maybe, maybe he wouldn't have had to write the book if he had a, a quarterback as good as Sam Darnold here. Uh, with him then, uh, Sam would have known better than to get him the ball. He would have made sure he, he did that enough, kept him happy enough. Are you implying that Sam Darnold might end up being a better quarterback than Neil O'Donnell, Chris? Yes, flatly. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the defense, it sounds like there was a lack of discipline and Greg Williams was not happy. Yeah, he had a couple of, well, that, let's just start off, they got beat all over the field today. Um, they had a couple offsides uh, calls, and Greg kind of lost it for a little bit. That's where the unhappy part came. He was not happy to see that. Uh, definitely did some yelling and screaming, stomping his feet there. But they were just getting beat for the most part. There was a couple plays here and there. The inside um, of the uh, the line had a had a decent day moving uh, Sam out of the pocket, and then they got a bunch of sacks with the second and third teams. But overall, they were getting beat all over the field, and it was just, you could tell that Greg was not happy with what he saw from the group today. Hey guys, Greg Peterson here with the Baseball Betting Podcast. As we know, the MLB season is back in our lives. It's going to be a 60-game sprint, unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And I'm going to be giving you picks every single day, seven days a week, with Major League Baseball. We're also going to be keeping up with the KBO as well. If you like baseball and you like being able to make some money, subscribe to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Let's talk a little bit more about the defense, specifically rookie watch, since the majority of the Jets rookies are on the defensive side of the ball. I know there were some interesting things going on today with Quinn Williams and Ja'Kai Polite. Talk a little bit about that, and if there's anything else that went on with any of the Jets draft selections from this past April. Yeah, Quinn Williams got a couple of first-team reps today. Uh, he got he got two back-to-back. On the first one, he did a really nice job getting uh, getting pressure. Got in through, snuck through uh, the guard and the Harrison, and he got he forced Sam to roll out. Sam, of course, rolled out and still managed to make a, a perfect throw to complete the pass. But it was a really nice play from Quinnen to get in there, disrupt the pocket early, and to force him off his spot. 
The next play, Colicio Semeli locked him up pretty well, so he didn't he didn't get anything going there. And then he stayed in as the they switched to, to the second team, and he stayed in on the next play. And uh, he uh, Quinn and Williams beat the guard. Uh, would have been the sack if if it was a regular season game. It was one of those things where he went in there, got his hands on, but they they let the play continue anyway. Uh, but he he did a nice job. He was becoming a little more disruptive. You're seeing it little by little, and uh, a similar fashion, we're seeing a little bit more with Jukai Polite each and every day. He got a whole bunch of second team reps today. Uh, he's been mostly getting third team reps. A handful of uh, second team reps sprinkled in here and there, but he got a bunch of them today. He made uh, you could see the burst coming off the line with it, uh, going around the outside. He did a couple disruptive things, moving guys off the pocket too. Nothing too major or anything, but you could see little by little. You could see him getting more comfortable. You could see him doing a little bit more every day, and you could see it just him progressing. Both him and Quinn and progressing quite nicely. A uh, quiet day for Blake Cashman today. Didn't see him doing too much. Didn't see any first-team reps for him. But it was good to see Quinning getting those first-team reps and Ja'Kai getting a lot more second-team reps. Let's talk a little bit about special teams now. The continued struggles of Chandler Canizero. Chris, at this point, got to figure that they're going to have to make some sort of move here because this is getting to the point where there's no way you can count on him going into even the preseason, let alone the regular season. Yeah, Gase was asked about it after practice. He said he's not uh, worried about it. They're not considering bringing somebody else in. He cited uh, his performance this spring as a reason why, which is silly and ridiculous to me. It's also crazy that they only have him in here. He's the only kicker they have in camp. Uh, normally, they have at least two kickers in for the first couple weeks of camp. Um, he He had a really bad season last year he's had a really bad camp so far uh it's it's just baffling to me that you could really sit here and think like all right we're gonna be fine with him i don't see how you can feel comfortable with it uh they're gonna have to do something bring back ross martin go find somebody else i don't know who go pluck some high school kicker for all all i know but uh or high school soccer player and just throw him out there I, he he just has not been good, and uh, you know he has. It's not like he's he's had this great career where he was so great for so long either. Uh, and again, he had a terrible year last year. And it's just every single thing points to alarming, and they should be worried. Um, you know, maybe maybe they are worried, and he just wasn't letting on yet. But they they're going to need to do something about it. I, I can't imagine that anyone would be comfortable going into the season with him being the actual field goal kicker every year they trick us with ross martin they bring him in to compete he looks good for a bit you think this guy's gonna make it he's gonna be the kicker this year and then they pull the rug out from under you so maybe this will finally be the year that ross martin ends up getting the kicking job or maybe it's groundhog day hey he's ready he he said he saw uh all the jets fans uh, talking about him today because when uh, Catman missed the second one, the fans started going nuts. And he he sent out a tweet that was like, you know, I I see and hear you guys talking. And he's like, if they want to bring me in, I'm ready. Uh, so so he's ready for the opportunity to come back. And if it's Groundhog Day, it's Groundhog Day. But 
I will fall for it once again. Every time they bring him back in, I get caught up in it, and I think that he's going to make it, and then it doesn't quite work out. But I got to I gotta think he'd have a really good chance of beating Catman out right now. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Ross Martin could be a future roster move, but in the present, there were roster moves made. A guy was activated, and another one was brought in from the street. Yeah, they the Jets activated Brandon Bryant from the pup list, so they'll have uh, another safety there. Uh, Rontez has been doing the bulk of the the safety, the starting safety stuff with Jamal. Uh, that didn't change today, so we'll have to wait and see at what point if Brandon Bryant gets some more there. They brought in offensive lineman Ryan Anderson, uh, obviously with the injury to uh, Quale. <coughs> They bring him in there, get some more depth on there. But, of course, we know the depth issues here with this team. They're still going to need to look to acquire more depth, uh, regardless of Quale, Ryan Anderson, whatever. So uh, that's where we're at right now, though. Let's talk a little bit about injuries. There were two of them today, Bucky Hodges and Jeremy Clark. Do we have any details? No, no details. Uh, Gase didn't think that there was anything major there, though. Uh, it seemed pretty minor. Uh, he did give us an update on Marcus May, uh, not, you know, not much of one, but he just said that, uh, you know, there's nothing he can do. I, it is kind of odd though. Cause I, I've watched a lot. I, uh, when Marcus May is sitting there running on the side, he's going through other drills. Uh, he looks completely healthy to me. I can't tell what it is that's wrong with him, but they said there's nothing they can really do with it. They're just trying. They can't rush the process or do anything to speed it up. He's just going to be ready when he's ready. Uh, so yeah, we got a little bit of an update there. But again, as I watch him and I'm paying close attention to him, there I don't see anything wrong with him. So I'm not sure how far off he can he is. But I can't imagine that he's that far off. Let's go inside the locker room now, Chris. Before we get to the players who spoke, what did Adam Gase have to say? A lot of the same stuff, um, you know, just being really impressed with Sam, and really the offense in general. Um, he's still, again, it's really the same stuff with uh, with Adam Gaze, talking about, the, you know, the challenges that Greg Williams' defense uh, present him. It gave, it was a lot of injury updates as well there. So it was, there wasn't anything too uh, earth-shattering from uh, Gaze's arc or really, to be honest, any of the guys who talked today at all. But we'll, we'll give you some stuff here. Four players talked in the locker room on top of the coach. Jamison Crowder, Tremaine Johnson, Henry Anderson, and Steve McClendon. What did they have to say? Yeah, Crowder talked a lot about Darnold, about you know them building the chemistry. He also talked about his role and fit with Adam Gase, with the Adam Gase offense, and, and came out and said, you know, that's pretty much the bulk of the reason why he signed here because of Adam Gase, because he knows how Adam Gase uses slot receivers and he wanted to come to a place that would use him. Um, he's, he really likes Gase's offense. He likes the fact that it, it's an attacking offense. It's not dependent on what the defense is doing. They're just going to attack first, uh, how much it, he can, solidify his role on the inside, handle the slot, and really open things up for everybody outside. 
Uh, Henry Anderson talked yesterday about Leonard Williams and about how he was talking a lot about the defensive line rotation and how he thinks that's really going to help them out. And Henry Anderson said the same thing today. It's how that rotation is really going to help them all out. It's going to keep them fresh, help them stay up, you know, at peak, uh, the peak performance level throughout the game. And they're just the depth they have there. They can just keep rotating guys in and out. Steve McClendon, just a lot of his motivational stuff. Uh, he loves the defensive scheme and Greg Williams, but most of what he said was just his typical uh, motivational speaker type stuff. And Trumaine Johnson, the, the big thing that Trumaine said was he was very effusive in his praise for Brian Poole and just how impressed he's been with him, how aggressive and physical Brian Poole is out there. Jamison Crowder uh, echoed that sentiment too, saying how he really enjoys going up against him. He's making him better. He's making it harder on him. And Brian Poole has had a really impressive camp so far. Um, he, you could see how physical and aggressive he is. You could see why Greg Williams really liked him and they wanted to bring him in. It seems like a perfect fit for this for this defense and Greg Williams' system. Uh, they moved him around a lot, but uh, Tremaine Johnson has been really impressed with Brian Poole. Chris, any surprises today or anything that we didn't touch on that was an observation that you had that you think is important? Yeah, nothing too surprising. I did fail to mention that uh, there was one uh, very impressive play by Kelechi Osemele. Uh, Avery Williams came in trying to shoot the gap, and Kelechi Osemele just lowered his shoulder and just knocked Avery Williams right on the ground. He just flopped right on his back, and Kelechi is just kind of standing over him looking down on him. It was kind of like that famous Muhammad Ali uh, picture that we've all seen millions of times and looked a lot like that. And you could just hear and feel the thud when Avery Williamson crashed into assembly. So uh, that, that was an interesting sight to see. Chris, last thing before we run, I was curious about this because people were asking this question. It didn't rain until after practice, but if it had started to rain, would they have moved it inside? How would that have worked? It, it all depends. Uh, if there's if there's lightning, then they definitely move inside. Uh, you know, if if the rain happens beforehand, then they'll usually move it inside. If it happens early enough in practice, they'll usually move it inside. If it started raining in the last 20 or 30 minutes, they probably would have just finished the practice out. Um, it all depends, and especially with training camp, they're more uh, – well, that's not as true. Sometimes they like to have a day uh, outside to do that uh, as well. During the season, it depends. Uh, like if it's a Wednesday, they'll almost always move it inside because those are the day. That's the day they're really putting the install in and working on everything they're doing. So they want it to be clean. Um, you know, this is just typically how coaches do it. I'm assuming Gases has a very uh, similar thought process. He has to obviously haven't covered a, a team coached by him yet, but this is just seems to be how the things operate around the league. Some days they're willing to go out there because you know you're going to have to play it. You can't stop it. Uh, during the season, uh, some games you're going to have to play in the elements. So it depends how much of, if it's a heavy install day, they'll usually move it inside, though. 
rain or shine, the very big deal, Chris Nimbley will be on the scene. So don't you worry. If you see some drizzling going on, Chris will be there anyway, and he will be covering every day of training camp. We will be back tomorrow for day number eight of New York Jets training camp at Florham Park. In the meantime, though, Chris, you've got a write-up of your three observations that you do every day. So for those that would like to check it out, why don't you go ahead and let them know where they can do that and what's in it. Yeah, you can find that at JetsInsider.com. Uh, a lot of, uh, from today's practice, a lot of praise and uh, uh, talking about Darnold, a little bit about Simeon, uh, went over the, the Catman situation, Quinn and Williams, Jakai Polite, a couple other things here and there. I'll have a bunch more coming for you in the next couple of days, which you can find at JetsInsider.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at CNimbly and at JetsInsider. Go ahead and follow Chris on Twitter at CNimbly and at JetsInsider. Follow his deputy editor on Twitter at Allen underscore S-C-H-E-C-H-T-E-R. Read Chris's very big deal work over at JetsInsider.com. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. Let's turn on the Jets digital and turn on the Jets.com.